morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially with women. Stories just hold essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Therefore, you are bold, beautiful, intelligent, amazing, awesome, 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 amazing people. And I am so happy that you are here with me this morning. This is a show where you can always unapologetically be you. Coffee Talk with Joy, your new morning show. Now, in light of everything that's happening here in the world, in the world, not just in the States, not just in the city in which I live in, um, not just in the country, but in the world. There are some amazing things happening um, that are changing lives, taking lives, changing lives. And um, this month we have dedicated the entire month of of June, which is also a time that we recognize men, um, fathers. Um, And so in, in light of all this happening, we have dedicated a month of shows to just dealing with men and men issues talking about men and men issues. And so um, I have tried, uh, I mean, I have combed the land <laughs> trying to find some amazing brothers to be able to speak uh, with you all this month. So we, we have um, a lot in store for you this month, um, a great show uh, for you today. So just um, hang out with me. We are doing something new today. So we are using um, Instagram Live this morning. So Welcome, Instagram Live um, listeners. We appreciate you um, hanging out with us. So um, comment um, as you like Facebook Live, Instagram Live, make a comment. Um, if you have uh, any questions or anything to share, we'll try to get it in queue. But um, the best way to do that is to dial in 347-855-8743, and we'll try to get your comment uh, on the air, okay? But it's best if you can call in. Now, um, the show runs about 45 minutes long, so don't wait till 43 minutes in and, and make the call. We want you to do that early so we can try to line you up um, to get you to get your comments on the air, okay? And, again, it's 347-855-8743. Now, let me tell you that um, nothing excites me more than, than um, the power of a man. I love black men. I do. I think black men are amazing creatures, you know, um, and nothing turns me on more than to see a black man show up, you know, to see him show up, be present, be there, be in the moment. 
um, sometimes we send, we see men show up with um, a lot of power, a lot of authority, um, and it and it comes in, in different ways. I mean, I've seen it in different ways. I'm sure you have. Sometimes you see that vocal brother who has a lot to say, um, and sometimes you see that that brother of strength that um, he may not say a lot, but his presence means a lot. You know, and then sometimes you have the work of these men who are behind the scenes um, making things happen. But all in all, it's the power of men. When men show up, oh, my God, when they show up, it changes things. It changes homes. It changes our community. It changes any organization that we're affiliated with. And it changes us. It changes us. As a woman, it changes me, you know, because we got some, some women who feel they need to step up. But when you got the power of the man there, you may not always need to do that because he shows up. And, it's, and, and it, takes, um, it takes a load off your shoulders when, when you let him do that. So I, I want you all to sit back today and, and, and let them do that for, for the women that are listening. I don't want you to open your damn mouth. I want you to let these brothers speak. If you are sitting there with your man, I want you to let him speak. Let him enjoy the show, and if he feels that he want to participate, let him do that. All right, women, we're going to sit back and let the men do that. So, <laughs> I enjoy saying that. I enjoy saying that. We're going to let the men do that. So here with me um, in the cafe with me is two amazing brothers that um, I'm going to say I found. But if I say I found them, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. We found each other. How about that? You know, each one teach one. We share our resources, and um, I had some good support behind me to help me um, round up these brothers. They were recommended. They came out first, and after a couple of conversations with them, I understood exactly why. <laughs> so in, in the um, studio with me uh, today is um, one brother. Um, he's local. He, he is an author. Yes, he is an author. Um, he's an author. He has done some. Um, he's a veteran. He has veteran experience. Um, but what what I enjoy hearing and learning about this brother is that he has been um, doing some studies um, in the Muslim environment. And he's been doing some studies. He has a lot of history with biblical knowledge, um, um, social issues as well. But um, I, I like that um, a lot of his background comes from his studies, and so he's going to be here presenting all of that um, with us today. So I want to open up the mic and welcome to the show, Kareem Shabazz. Good morning, Kareem. How are you? <clears throat> Good morning to you, Soy, and everyone. I'm outstanding. I'm feeling well. I'm great. Uh, I'm really, you know, glad to be Alive, woke up this morning. I'm doing outstanding. Thank you for having me on your show. Appreciate you being here. Another gentleman here um, with me uh, is Roger Montgomery. He's a sports agent uh, for NBA athletes. He has 20 years in the industry. Um, the name of his business is Montgomery Sports Group, and it's based out of San Antonio. He impacts athletes' lives, and he is making a difference in, in the world. So let's welcome to the cafe Roger Montgomery. Good morning, Roger. How are you? 
Good morning, Soy. I'm doing great. Good morning, Kareem. Good morning to everybody that's listening. Excited to share, and thank you for the invite. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Now, um, this morning, the title of our show um, is Dealing with the Enemy, the Inner Me. Dealing with the Enemy, the Inner Me. Addressing Stereotypes and the Mindset of Men. So um, we're going to talk through the mindset of men so that we understand. You know, I'm trying to get some understanding. I would love to have a better understanding of men. So when when it comes to a men talking and got something to say, I'm all ears. I'm all listening because I, <laughs> I I want to understand men. I, th- I think it's a better world. Don't you all think if we could understand the black men? So we, we're going to talk about that um, this this morning. But I think one of the most um, important things with, with, with identifying um, who our black men is is to identify who the enemy is for the black man, because as I said earlier, that's a powerful creature. He's, and, he's, and most black men dominate anything that comes in their way, but we don't want them to, um, we don't want them to get in the way of themselves. So we want to talk about the enemy within the black man. So I got Roger here with me, I got Kareem here with me, and we're going to cover that. So y'all ready, brothers? Oh yes, we ready. I was born ready. So we're going to use the acronym ENEMY because I just think it's easy. People can understand that. They can remember that. So um, the first E that I thought um, is relevant, um, guys, is um, and, and tips for understanding um, black men and dealing with the enemy is, is education. Because I think that um, one needs to identify who the enemy is, what you're up against. Who is the enemy and what is his purpose? So I think that once a man understands that, it prepares him to deal with the enemy. Any feedback? Roger? Sure. I didn't know which one you wanted to start. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that education is, is, is very important. Uh, and when you get educated, you know, obviously you need to understand um, what it is you're trying to accomplish. So as it relates to men, as it relates to black men, um, you definitely want to understand where your enemy is so that you can overcome that. Yeah, and the enemy can be the enemy can come from different places. I think it could be your supervisor, your manager, the person you work with. The enemy could be your financial situation. The enemy could be your spouse. Um, they, you know, so so there there are enemies that will come, you know, in your path. Um, but if you understand who they are, you know, then you can better equip yourself to get past that point uh, in, in your life. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I would say that for me, you know, the enemy has mostly been my mindset. Um, I think it's uh, very important that we understand um, that our mindset kind of dictates, you know, what happens in our lives. I'm not saying that we don't have challenges or that we don't have individuals or that we don't have, you know, things that become enemies in our lives, but it's how we deal with them. And for me, it's always kind of been the mindset uh, that I start with. And then, you know, you kind of go from there. Mm. Okay. Kareem? Uh, Yes. Education is 
actually education is the first dawning, if you will. I see it, uh, education for us as men is the first dawning uh, for actually birthing or bringing us into fruition, um, our mind, our spirit. Um, and in that education, you know, it actually starts at home. Now, most of us, when we hear the word like education, you know, subconsciously, most of us, you know, not all of us, but a lot of us, we think of education, and the first thing we associate with it is like maybe like school, we associate like a book, and that's, that's one context. But actually, for us to really be able to drink from a fountain that never stops, we have to conceive or perceive, if you will, education really as something that starts at home, and then it spreads abroad. You know, we've heard the old, <clears throat> we've heard the, uh, the African proverb, it says, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, know it, that that village actually starts at home with mothers, with fathers, and all those uh, strong role models that manifest themselves within our family tree, like our uncles, our grandfathers, and even our grandmothers, our aunts, because all of these, um, all of these people that we grow up amongst, I'm sure if, if we look further enough, we're going to find someone, several perhaps, that we can draw from, and there's so much that we can learn from them that will help us to identify um, elements within ourselves that may can be considered the enemy, you know, things that's holding us back. So, again, for me, education, it first starts with it, because you know, a healthy relationship, for example, with our fathers, with our mothers, our uncles, our aunts, grandfathers, grandmothers, it helps create uh, a spark in our mind, our intellect of how we see the world, how we relate to other people. And those, uh, those things are like uh, precursors. They help prepare us for the mighty role in the different uh, situations and experiences that will come to us later on in life. So it actually starts at home for me. And then we can better benefit from sitting in the classroom or online education, et cetera, because the path, the groundwork has already been laid from having a, a nice attitude about ourselves and a nice attitude about what we're learning. So education starts at home, and then it spreads abroad. That's good. Good. So, E, education. We are going through the acronym ENEMY to identify enemies for men, for those who are just tuning in. Um, I, I think next, gentlemen, what, what I have on my note list when I thought about this, that the end would be um, negativity, you know, being able to disarm um, anyone with the perception of power to influence you um, with negative thoughts, negative actions, because that could contribute um, to um, your next step, you know, if you're not on the right path. So how, how often um, does negativity impact men? Uh, I think negativity impacts us all. It impacts men, um, and it impacts us because, you know, obviously we're going to deal with negativity. You know, if you're going to live in the world, you're going to deal with negativity. I think uh, the main thing is is to understand, um, you know, how to overcome, you know, the negativity that we're going to face in whatever it is we do, whether it's in our workplace, whether it's in, you know, um, the educational system, um, you know, whatever it is our craft is, whatever it is our platform is, you're going to deal with negativity. That's a fact. Um, but it, it, it determining how to understand uh, the nuance of how to overcome it is another issue all in itself. 
and I think everybody has different ways to overcome negativity. Uh, speaking personally for myself, um, I'm just a very positive person, and I'm not a very pessimistic person, uh, but I also understand that there's a reality in life, and in life you're going to deal with certain things, and so you just kind of get yourself prepared uh, to deal with some negative aspects of life and then navigate yourself through those aspects of life with positivity, with recognizing that, um, you know, you can make change by being positive. I'm not saying that just because you're positive, everything's going to be positive, but the reality is is that um, you don't want a negative and a negative. You want a negative and a positive. And so that's the way that I try to deal with negativity. I think that um, for most men, isn't it it important for men to be respected? Like, do men feel within themselves that it's important for me to be respected? It's it's important um, for me to be a protector. It's important for me to be a provider. So when um, um, the, the average man doesn't have the support, positive support around him, um, that these negative influences can, can further take him down a, a whole long negative path because he doesn't have that positive reinforcement. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly, uh, Shirley. Um, and, the, and the thing about that negativity that you're talking about is that, you know, the negativity, you can, you can view it in, you know, in several ways. One is, which, one is like, like, uh, like poisonous air. Um, we're and, and when you talk about we as African American men or just men in general, but particularly African American men, we are in many ways suffocated by negativity, such that when we have those do when we do have those good elements of positivity, as my man was just talking about, because we have many giants, as I call them, by giants I mean African American leaders or people, just like last week on your show. You had the, the infamous Michael Carson, who's an author of books that deal with African-American inventions and, and great achievements of African-American men. These men, uh, in, my, in my terminology, are like giants because they stand tall. They stood up against the odds of the negativity, negative stereotypes that was placed on us as black men. They stood up against those stereotypes, and they found the energy, either be, much of which from their connection with their ancestral ties or their belief in God, something in them enabled them to transcend, to rise above uh, the, the limitation of stereotypes that was placed on us. It enabled them to combat that negativity, even from within themselves. It enabled them to rise, to, to, to defeat that uh, negative energy within themselves and to go against the odds and to rise above the challenge and to do something that was phenomenal. Um, And so we are suffocated by negativity, but we have to be able to open up the windows of dialogue, like right now, with this conversation and for any who's listening, this is like opening up the window. It helps to open up and, and to let fresh air come in so that we can get a new perspective on things and, and feel and sense new energy from other people with different perceptions and perspectives of things. So we, yeah, we, we, negativity is all around us, but we have to be able to draw from the positive energy that we do see in those people that are trying to make a difference. And we have to be able to have enough love for them to give them recognition 
and try to model ourselves after them. But it's 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 an uphill challenge, but uh, that's life. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Robert. I'm sorry. I would agree with that. I think you said something about respect, and I think that that's the greatest currency you can have is respect. You know, every, everybody wants respect, and I think that, you know, black men kind of lack of, lack respect in the world. And so as a result of that, you know, we lack respect sometimes within our own, you know, race. And I think that that's a challenge for, you know, a lot of men, especially African-American men, so when you talk about respect, that strikes a chord a little bit for me because, you know, we have challenges when we're, you know, within our, you know, everyday lives. You know, like Kareem said, we have challenges as African-American men with a whole lot of negativity before the race even gets started. You know what I'm saying? We're 30 meters behind, so to speak. And so, you know, it's hard to, you know, deal with that um, aspect of just the reality of our situations. So now when you put that in and then you include that in with um, our own race, that makes it even more difficult. Um, that makes the fight even more difficult. But there are ways to overcome it. Like Kareem said, you know, the one thing that, you know, you see a lot of, you know, pillars, you see a lot of awesome men that have overcame, and they overcame from uh, under various, I mean, from various uh responses in terms of just, you know, whether it's their faith or, or whether it's the fact that, you know, they banded together with some other people and overcame. I mean, it's it's awesome when you can see, you know, men overcome because, like I say, the, the stakes are already, you're already behind, so to speak, when you get started. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right, and you know what, Roger, I think one thing about respect, you're so you're so correct, man, and we need that. You know, because we're still, uh, as African-American men, we're still dealing with the post-effects, the aftermath of 400 years of chattel slavery and even the years of Jim Crow legislation that kept us as African-American men with this deplorable, this negative image of ourselves. And that's, that's deep. That is so deep. For example, I, I had a book. Um, it's called Mind Matters. There's a book called Mind Matters. I encourage everybody to go out on the internet, check it out. It's called Mind Matters. It's, it's like a resource guide of psychiatry. But we really talked about a lot of the mental health disparities and a lot of the depression that we as African American, both men and women, carry on our backs from the moment the sun rises up to the moment it sets down. We have this subtle, it's like this subconscious depression that we're struggling with. And so we find ourselves sometimes so much vulnerable to things like drugs, crime, and all of these negative stereotypes that are just waiting for us to become participants. So, you know, respect oftentimes is earned, it's not given. You know, we, I, I've heard that before even when I was growing up. When I was in the military, I've heard the expression, you know, respect is earned, it's not automatically given. And unfortunately, that's, that's, that, that's, it necessarily shouldn't be that way. We should automatically, I think, we should have an innate inherent respect for every human being. That's something that God uh, imbued in us when we were created. We should have that. But things are not exactly the way they should be. So for the most part, respect is earned. It's not automatically given. That's one of the parts of the enemy. So, uh, and Roger, that we as a people, we have to combat. We have to kind of undo. We have to reverse some of the uh, uh, psychological uh, patterns 
that we've taken on on a subconscious level and kind of reverse them now so that respect is automatically given. It should be that respect is automatically given, and that respect should be taken away only when that person takes it away from themselves. So we have to we have to undo a lot of the things that have been done to us. Um, another book, and I'll just let Rob pass the mic in a moment. Another book I encourage everybody to pick up if they already have it. They need to start turning the pages and read from. It's called The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. Carter G. Woodson, as most of us know, he was the man uh, responsible for what, we, for what we now have. It's called Black History Month. It first started as Negro History Week, but it then became... Uh, Black History Month. Well, Carter G. Woodson, he's called the father of black history. His book is called The Miseducation of the Negro. He talks about the very thing that I'm talking about right now in his book. So, you know, respect is earned, it's not given, but we got to reverse that and start loving ourselves, being able to love others, and give them that respect by default. Well said. You know, in, well in said. My- I'm going to pass the mic to Roger because I think he's going to chime in on this. But I know in, in some of our discussions off air, we, we talked about, you know, um, brothers loving each other, brothers respecting each other. And, um, and I think it was key that, that, that that said to me that, you know, if, if we want the world or, or, or policemen or white people or people of other races to stop killing us, then we got to stop killing us. And I think that kind of chimes in into um, a, a whole nother level of work to be done, you know, in, in our community with without black men. Yeah, um, I totally see where you're going with that, and I, I agree with that. I'm from the inner city of uh, Chicago. I'm from the south side of Chicago. And um, one of the things that, you know, I think is necessary for us um, is to embrace when things happen to when things happen with respect to black on black crime, and I know um, that we already, like we said earlier, we are already fighting a battle when the race starts. But the thing that I think that we need to really do better at is we need to really get in the uproar when blacks kill blacks. That's the thing that concerns me, and the reason I said I'm from the inner city of Chicago is because it happens there more than it happens in most places. And we just um, have been kind of conditioned, kind of almost innate, that we just accept it. And I think that it's time out for that. Like, I'm ready for that to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing for somebody else to do it to us, and we get outraged as we should. But I want to see that same kind of outrage when we do it to each other because we are so Mm -hmm. precious and so awesome, but we don't take advantage of helping each other. And that's been a default. You know what I'm saying? That's been a huge default in um, the African-American community, especially with men. And if you got men killing men, then you just eliminating any opportunity for growth. You eliminating any opportunity for development. You eliminating any opportunity to really impact and to really set up the next generation. And so, like, it's like in the African-American community, it's almost like we get ours and those that are successful and those that have opportunities to get there, get there, but then we kind of forget, so to speak, that there's still a lot that needs to be done. Now, I'm an advocate for um, success, um, you know, and especially for African-Americans because, I said, like we said before, it's already slated against us to begin with. So with that being said, like, I really want to see our brothers really stop killing each other. And when we stop killing each other, you better believe that every life is going to matter. 
to the world because now they're going to be able to see, like, man, they loving each other. That's right. huge. Yeah. Oh, that gave me chills. That, oh, that gave me chills. <laughs> that gave me chills. That, that's so powerful, you know, and, and, and the thought. The thought of that happening, you know, in, in the world in, in which we live in, it, it's a powerful moment for us as, as black people and for our black men. But I, I want to say this real, real quick before um, I let Kareem introduce the next E. Um, but I would just want to say this on, on the end of that, um, in terms of looking at black men killing black men, and I know that in Chicago it's, it's a lot of gang activity um, there, and, and, um, and that just takes us to another whole topic. Um, that, that we're not going to cover here today, but we will cover it, that, that, that why, what pushes our young black men into the streets, you know, and so we, we're going to get into what's happening in the home. So, parents, my, I got my eye on you in, in terms of holding our, our sons accountable um, and our daughters accountable and, and, and what we're doing to and for them that pushes them in, in that direction. So we, we're going to have that conversation coming up um, within the summer. So look for that. If you know anyone who has experience in that area, have them reach out to me, soylatte at live.com, or you can hit me on any social media platform. Or better yet, just go to the website, Coffee Talk with Soy. I'm at there. All right, Kareem, what's that next E you have for the audience? What you got for the, Actually, Actually, I have two, but it's, it's one, and I said that E would stand for, the first thing that came to my mind was excuses. Now, if there's any fruit that we, and I'm using this term figuratively, if there's any one fruit that we as black men eat from, bite from, it's the tree of excuses. We are prone. And, again, a lot of this is on a subconscious level, and a lot of this is from what I, what I think is like a domino effect. Well, we saw the other brother, or we saw the other group of brothers, or we see other people making excuses, so we're going to follow the domino. You push one domino, and it leans on the other one, so the other one falls too. So we subconsciously, we kind of have, have gotten used to making excuses for ourselves. So that would be the first E. But then the, the, I, but, but when I hung up, uh, when I finished talking to you, uh, sorry, I thought about another E that is kind of simultaneous. In place of those excuses, though, we had to replace the excuses with the other E, and that's expectations. See, one of the major disconnects for us as black men, or as men in general, but African-American men, in a healthy way, we've in many ways been disconnected from what God, what the Creator expects of us. See, look, no matter what's, no matter how bad the storm may appear down here, above that storm, that sun is still shining, the birds are still flying. So in a spiritual sense, no matter what's going on in our own circles, the Creator the creator who made the sun, the moon, the stars, the oceans, the rivers, the planets, that creator is always with us. And that creator, no matter what, still has expectations of us in light of no matter what the challenge is. So, yeah, we have the E of excuses. We have to stop eating from that tree. Stop biting from that tree of excuses. Like I said, we we need to look back at some of the giants, some of these great African-American men, like the man, Jan Metalizer, who created, he invented the hydraulic brakes that airplanes and railroads now use. What, what, what did he eat from, to draw strength from, to get energy from, to think outside the box? Booker T. Washington, they ate from a different tree. 
They didn't eat from the tree of, expect, of excuses. They ate from the tree of expectations, what God has infused them with. So there you have it, excuses and expectations. There you go, Roger. That's big, man. That's big. I'm going to take the baton. Um, and I think that, you know, you touch on excuses. That's very important to understand. Like, you know, that's not going to get it done for us. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to get it done for anybody. I don't care what race you are. That ain't going to get it done. But especially for us, I mean, excuses are key. We don't need excuses. We we need to ha- and we need to be able to have high expectations, and we yes. need to be able to live off of the giants that have gone before us, like you talked about, in whatever field they in. And we need to be able to draw strength, um, however it is you get your strength. You know, um, that needs to be all. Those are four key components that I agree with you 100%. That needs to happen, and I think that those things, if they're prevalent in our lives. Um, then it's going to be difficult, very, very difficult for us not to be successful and to make impact. That's right. That's right. These brothers, these brothers are turning me on. I hope they're turning you on too with all the knowledge that, that they're sharing. We're going to take a quick, quick break. I, I got to drop this um, announcement real quick. We got to pay the bills here. So we'll take a quick break and um, we'll be uh, right back. So I'll just hang on one second. Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. If you are just joining us, we started talking about um, the enemy, enemy for black men, addressing stereotypes and the mindset of men. So we started with um, E being education, then the N was negativity. Uh, We just covered that second E. The brothers did a duo on that, which was excuses and expectations, and now we're moving to the M. which is ironic because what we're going to do is move on. We're going to move on, and we're going to encourage the brothers uh, to move on. So, so gentlemen, how do, how do you think the man then begins to move on from, from this challenging task or the, these challenging situations or this baby mama drama or any other, you know, he's got arrested, he's had something that happened to him. How do you encourage him to move on, to move past that place um, that has just impacted him? Well, I mean, that's a that's a tough one, to be honest with you. I'm just kind of thinking right now um, what would be a way to really be able to move on. And I think the thing that I would say um, is that you got to replace, um, you know, all the things that we just kind of talked about. You start there with education, you know, of course, with the excuses, the expectations, all those things. Um, but there needs to be a replacement. But I think that there needs to be an opportunity. And I think that's the challenge that we are faced with today is is that there's just not a lot of opportunity. Now, I'm not making that an excuse. I'm just saying that there's not a lot of opportunity, so it's difficult for especially African-American men to just say, you know, I'm going to move on. See, like, 
I'll give you this example. Like, if you're an executive or whatever it is you're doing in business, let's just say using that for an example, and you lose an opportunity, it's difficult for an African-American to get another opportunity, so it's difficult to move on. On the other side of that coin, it's a lot easier for others to move on because their opportunities, you know, are vast. Now, how do we overcome that? How can we manage that? I think the key, you know, is stems from, and there are a lot of keys, you know, so I'm not going to generalize, but there are a lot of keys to it. But I think the key for this conversation and for the time that we have rides more with, uh, like what Kareem said, where you draw your strength from. You can move on when you got strength to move on. So that's where I think you probably want to start when it comes to moving on. So before Kareem chime in, I'm thinking as, as a woman, right? I'm thinking as a woman, and I'm thinking about how, how we move on and things that we do. And I think that for any human being, you know, to move on, you kind of got to rebuild, you're rebuilding. You know, as we move, you move from one place to another, it's a, it's a transition step that's happening. So you're rebuilding. So you're rebuilding character, maybe. So even though there may not be opportunities in the world or the lack thereof, we know that, but there are things that you can do within yourself to begin to get up, get up from that place that has held you, you down. And as y'all know, it's been over 400 years and we're still fighting. But within you, looking at where you are and what's holding you back, you can begin to try to move from that place by trying to rebuild your character. I know a, a, a big thing that I think men have a problem with, and it has an M as well, is management, managing yourself, managing your mouth, managing your tongue, you know, trying to manage your actions, manage your temper. Because for a lot of black men, Moving on is, 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 is action. It, it, it requires you to do something. And then so if, if the man can't do something um, positively, then it could be something he's doing negatively. He's being destructive, sometimes destroying himself in the midst of trying to move on because it's displaced anger, displaced emotion. So it is important that you know where your strength is um, and try to hone it in so you put that energy in a positive place that's going to propel you to move in the direction that you want to go. Correct? Yes. For me, I Y'all can drop the mic. Y'all can drop the mic. Y'all can drop the mic right now if you want. It's okay. It's a drop. That was dope. That's for sure. That was dope. Right. For for me, that M, uh, I I think it's like might, M-I-G-H-T, might. Might. When I think of might, I think of strength. I think of tenacity. I think of energy, um, and we have to again, as African American men, we have to start eating from the tree of expectations of the higher expectations of one, what the Creator expects of us. Because look, we all are created. The one Creator created every man on this earth, and has given us. Now, now I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm a politely agree, but slightly. Different from Roger, and only when, when, he, when he mentioned about opportunities, I'm going to say that we have to think outside the box as African American men. We have to think outside of the box of the conventional. We have to start thinking unconventional. We have to not 
necessarily wait for opportunity to come to us. We have to come to opportunity. And if there is no opportunity, we have to make opportunity. What do I mean? Now, take, for example, Soy, the gentleman, my friend that you had on the show last week, my buddy, Michael A. Carson. Now, this is a young brother, down-to-earth brother, Michael, Michael A. Carson. He, on his own inertia, his own energy, he's authored two books trying to stimulate positive thought now. Again, his expectations. He's not eating from the tree of excuses. He's eating from the tree of expectations. He's written two books, profound books, if I might say so. One of them is called African-American Inventions That Changed the World. Now, that right there alone, that's like dynamite, okay? That's like kryptonite. A person who reads that, like I have, it infuses you to say to yourself that, hmm, if they was able to do that back then and didn't have a Ph.D., didn't have a master's degree, and might not even have had a bachelor's degree, but the degree that they did have was the degree of inspiration that by the creator, by almighty God. And then with that infusion, they was able to benefit from other resources of secular education, etc. And then Michael, the same brother, he wrote another book. It's called Today in African American History. So I think we need to seize this moment as African American men, and many of us are, there's some of us are, particularly a lot of our entertainers and artists uh, on the cultural expression side, many of them. You know, for example, the rap industry, you know that African-American men, we, 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 we got that. And as well, as well as African-American females, we got that. We've made that like our niche. And many of our youngsters, our young brothers and sisters, they take that path to try to come up out of the ghetto or, or to try to come up at a lower, you know, socioeconomic realms, they try to, you know, make their mark on that path of music and on the path of, like, rap. So that's one way. But there's so many other ways. Sometimes I watch that program called Shark, the Shark Tank, or whatever it's called, where you have these innovative people that come on in with their ideas. And then these sharks, these people who've got money to, in, to invest, they listen to them. And if they see potential, they invest. Where's our Shark Tank? We have to do the same thing. We have to be able to be innovative. We have to be able to see light where there is no light. In this, in this world right now of technology and science, um, there's so much that we can do. And there's so much that, that some of us are doing. For example, there's a young sister, uh, I think her name is Hadia Nicole. I don't remember her full name. But right now, and I think she resides in Alabama, she's working on a patent on a cure for cancer. Now, I saw her on, this was some time ago, she was on Black Girls That Rock. Now this is a young a young sister. She's not even in her in a she's in like her, her early thirties, but she was inspired by giants in our history, like Dr. Charles Drew, who was a, a pathologist in Black history. He dealt with like blood plasma and blood transfusion. She was inspired by his history to go back into the lab for herself and find a cure, and it was successful. She's already tested it on rats. And it was able to isolate cancer in rats, treat the cancer without affecting other organs in the rat. This is profound. This is, you don't normally hear about this here. So, you know, we have to be able to be innovative, seize the moment, think outside the box, and keep it moving. So, yeah, that's, Marine, that's what, good. Where, that's good. Where did Mike fit in? I'm lost. Where did Mike fit in? You said the, your M word was Mike. So Mike, Mike was what? Yeah, M- might, M-I-G-H-T, might is energy. When you think of might, you think of strength. 
Now, most of us as men, we're going to associate that with muscles. But see, might, strength is also mental. <laughs> it's mental. Okay. You can have, yeah, uh-huh. mental strength and social in- innovation. I don't know about if the I rest add of the world, to that. but I'm taking it. No, I, 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 feel, I feel that, Kareem. If I could add to that, I think um, that everything you're saying is right, and I think, Soy, what you were saying, too, makes a lot of sense as well, that you can't generalize, you know, um, how to move on. You can't generalize, you know, um, the one, two, three, you know, steps to move on because there are many steps for many different people and for their pathway. The thing mm-hmm. that I definitely don't want to um, – to miss here is that our gifts make room for us, you know, and, Ooh. and like, like, like our gifts make room for us and they bring us before great men, before giants, before people that have opportunities for us. So you never want to, you never want to uh, forget that you have to recognize what your gifting is, um, where your talent lies. And when you see what that is, it's easier for you to get into your lane to move forward. Ooh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's powerful right there. So we, we, we got to give that man a shout out for that. That's awesome. Right there. Yes, yes, your gift, your gift you. makes room for you. <laughs> Did you bow to me? I mean, Roger, oh, did yeah. you bow on that one? <laughs> nah, I ain't bow. <laughs> take it, brother. That's positive. That's positive support and encouragement right there. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Alright, so so we we we're about to wrap up the show. We we, we just got one more nugget to, to drop on you all, and um, uh, this is a very important piece of uh, the acronym for for the word enemy, and the most very important piece of enemy is why is it yourself? You you matter as a black man. You you matter, and you you need to take care of yourself and identify um, all of these things that we say so you can overcome. Um, the enemy within you, yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Focus on yourself and, and the impact of your decisions, the consequences of your actions, and how it impacts you down the line as well as your family, your loved one, your finances. Take lead. Take lead. It's okay for men to take lead. You know, um, do some, um, you know, thinking about things in, in advance and, and how they're going to affect you to help you make a decision as to whether this is the right move for you to make or the right step to take or the right environment to be in. So think about your yourself and not yourself selfishly, but yourself and, and the consequences of the actions um, or decisions that you are about to make. I'm going to let my brothers go ahead and I'll comment on, on that. Um. I'll start by saying that you can't really help others if you don't, you know, look out for yourself first. Um, and I say that, you know, without being selfish, you know, at all, I think that we have to look out for ourselves and we have to look out for the things that are important um, to help us, you know, in all phases of our lives. Um, the ultimate goal, obviously, is to have an impact on other people and to help other people. For me, especially, I, I really enjoy helping other people. Um, and so I think that um, in order to do that, you got to be healthy. And um, when you're healthy, then you're able to um, extend yourself to help others. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I, I concur. I agree. That That is it. And I say 
when it comes to that wise you, me and yourself. You got to know yourself because if you don't know yourself, you can't love yourself. If you don't know yourself, you can't love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, you can't invest. You can't invest in yourself. How can you invest in something that you don't know or that you don't love? And if you don't do that, we can't protect ourselves. If we don't, if we don't, and if, and if we can't protect ourselves, then we're not going to respect the desire or the interest to educate ourselves. And if we can't have that, we're not going to respect ourselves. It all revolves around you. It revolves around you. But I go back to just like when we want to quench our thirst, as many things we can drink. We can drink 7-Up. We can drink Sprite. We can drink this and this. There's nothing that quenches the thirst of the human person like water. Water is transparent. You can see straight through it. And that's how God's love is. That's how God's truth is. It's transparent, and it's readily accessible to everybody. So for me, I think that healthy relationship with God is first. It's first because it opens up, it opens up the windows of the soul to be able to benefit from all the other sources of energy that's on this planet, be it through our African ancestry, be it through the achievements of people in our own family. Like, again, as I said at the beginning of the show, our fathers, our mothers. What about our grandfathers, our grandmothers? What, 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 what tree did they bite from to be able to make it through? You know what I'm saying? So we have to first reconnect ourselves with that, that a strong, healthy respect and a love for God. And then that will open up other channels for us to know ourselves better, to love ourselves, to invest in ourselves, to protect ourselves, to educate ourselves, and lastly, to respect ourselves. That's awesome. That deserves a standing note right there. <laughs> well, let's give him an applause as well. Let's, let's, let's give him an applause. <laughs> Thank you. Cute little sound effects from the coffee shop. But, you know, I, I, I just <laughs> want to say it all along. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love you, brothers. I, I, I love you as black men, and I really appreciate you being transparent. And, and, and taking time out of your day to get back and to share um, with, with my audience um, and with others that, that are listening um, as it relates to dealing with the enemy um, within our African-American men. Um, it, I mean, I, I've just had a ball playing these word games. Um, uh, so the word games is that we use the word enemy to identify different things to help you identify the enemy and conquer the enemy. But you can take that game and personalize it within yourself. You know, you can personalize it for your comeback. You know, make your comeback game great. So whatever your enemy is, start identifying it. Using that word um, to go ahead and, 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 and um, name things that you are have either identified or want to conquer, name it. And cross it out and begin to conquer those things that are in your way. You are great. You are powerful. You, you are here for a reason. You know, there's some True. great things about you. Find out what they are and be great. Don't be afraid to be great. Be great. Be great. Be awesome. You deserve it. You deserve it. And tell them soy sex up. So thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for this hour of power. I really enjoy hanging out with you. Um, definitely. You have reminded black men out there that you are game changers, you know, and, and anything that we participate in, we conquer. The music, the sports, um, comedy, professional um, areas, you know. So we, we are great people. 
We are great people. I love black men. I love you, and I appreciate y'all hanging out with me um, today. My guest here as well as the listener. So thank you for being a part of the show. And thank you, Joy, for having us. I enjoyed it. God bless. And before I exit, let me let them do a plug. They both have their own businesses and what they do. So, um, Roger, go ahead and do your plug. He's a sports um, agent, so let's give some shout-outs to his business. Let's recognize them. Roger. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a sports agent. I've been in the game for 20 years. I represent NBA players. Um, excited about what I'm doing. Feel really good about, you know, um, obviously being able to do something that I love to do. And um, Montgomery Sports Group is the name of my group. It's a boutique firm. I'm based out of San Antonio, Texas. And uh, if there's anybody out there listening that has uh, some young potential um, athletes that are coming up, Please look me up. Thank you. Right. Yes, and and um, my name is Kareem Shabazz. I'm a retired Navy veteran, um, and I'm also a retired veteran service representative. Uh, I just retired this past September from the Department of Veteran Affairs. I retired as a claims processor, so I help veterans process claims. Any veterans out there that may be listening, uh, if you have uh, – a knowledge deficit of how to get your claims process or how to get a higher compensation for your disability or whatever, you can reach me. My number is uh, 404-437-3137. And I'm also a, a writer of books. I like, I'd like to write innovative, provocative books. I have a book on Amazon now. It's called Jesus and Muhammad, Two Rays of the Same Light. It shares about their similarity and some of their teaching. It's trying to break down bridges of misunderstanding and open up the windows of communication with people of different faiths. You said provocative books. I cringe when you said that. Yes. We can explain. Yes. So we can explain that on another show. But he said it's yes, right. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> provocative books. Thank you, Kareem Rocha, for being on the show um, with me. I appreciate uh, you, brother. Come in, got me last. It's been a great show, y'all. It's been a great show. I just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. content, information, and share it with those you know and love. Dealing with the enemy, inner me, addressing stereotypes and the mindset of black men. Have a great weekend.
We'll see you right here next Saturday on Coffee Talk with Joy, your new morning show. Bye-bye. Thank you.